electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. And good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Markets are going to try to hang on to their gains for the week as Dow futures you see down about 700. Uh, coronavirus cases now number 100,000 around the world as investors ask what more can central banks do. Europe's down more than 3%. Ten-year yield did touch 69 basis points. Oil down 4% as Russia's balking on additional cuts. So futures are pointing to further declines despite the jobs growth today, smashing expectations for February. Uh, the economy added 273,000 jobs during the month versus the expected 175. Unemployment rate 3.5. Wall Street, of course, looking to close out a turbulent week. That 10-year did tumble below uh, 70 basis points for the first time ever as investors look for safety amid fears. Revisions too, Jim, on the jobs number. Not bad, but people are calling it the least important jobs number in a long time. Yeah, I don't want to go there. I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say that when you come in with a head of steam, at least you got some uh, possibilities that we're not going to go immediately into the recession. Just because there were, uh, you don't hire them and then lay them off the next day. I mean, you look at the 53,000 jobs in food services and drinking places. That's an extraordinary number. Uh, well, are we going to fire all those people? Uh, not right away. Not right away. Not right so away. So maybe you have. A, a, but but there seems to be a growing belief that we are going to have a recession. Right. But I'm saying this makes it so it's um, because of what has been a, a drastic shutdown in uh, what we've talked about every day here for the last two weeks. We're look, we're a service economy and it's service that's under attack, not manufacturing. China was manufacturing here, travel, leisure, dining out, uh, buying houses. It would be nice to have imagined a world without Corona. And this number would have been um, proof interest for the rally that we had had up until right. recently. You would sell gold and interest rates would be soaring. It's obviously you're buying gold and interest rates going down. It's almost as if you know, I used to trade bonds all the time. It's almost as if, uh, if bonds are manipulated. Yeah, there's how do a, you manipulate the U.S. Treasury? You, you wouldn't think you could on the two-year, but the, the the moves are so dramatic that there are some people talking about the idea that there's. Some macro funds doing something out there. Doesn't it feel like it? I mean, I, mean, I was up at three I, I to know. look at the stuff. And I don't know. Right at that time, I mean, everything's trading. Bonds weren't that bad, so to speak, meaning it's rates, so bizarre to say this, were higher and ticks. The uh, S&P was down 27. Then I work out and I come back and the S&P's down uh, 79. And I say to myself, did anything really happen? Does, does that force those, does 0.742 force the Fed's hand in some way, Jim? Or, well, that's or what not? they want, right? They, right. Want a, they want the triple whammy. They want to make money on the two. They want to make money on the, on the 10. They want to make money on the Fed funds. They being f- funds that just say, you know what, I can take advantage of this. I'll, I'll take advantage of the fear. I'll, I'll profiteer. That's a shocking move. Uh, maybe well, you look, it's getting the equity market. How that much move you, there is just... Well, what that says is that there's going to be a shutdown in the economy. And how long can we, Jason Furman, great piece this morning, how long can we last? You know, unless you put money right in the hands of people, there are lots of businesses that are hand to mouth. But there are also businesses, I, I look at this versus 2008, the balance sheets are incredible. 
Now, no one's going to care about that, but they should. They should well, care. Then what is going on with high yield and investment grade uh, CDX spreads? Highest in a year. Yeah, that was the scare. People said that was the scariest part of yesterday was the feeling of credit uh, as opposed to stocks. Right. And we probably can't see exactly what's going to be hurt except for the obvious, which is the airlines, the cruise ships. Well, if you're in any way a highly levered entity related to the travel and leisure industry, you've got serious trouble. Yeah. Um, I'd so hang myself with my tie, except not I don't have up your balance sheet. There, there are deals out there that people are concerned about as well. Will they call force majeure on some of these deals? Is this the right time for Xerox to lever up with you pass? That makes a lot of sense, right? The fees are so great, David. The banks need them. Don't you ever think that the fees aren't great there? The fees would be significant. Uh, HP would be buying back an enormous amount of stock if they don't do it. Uh, no fees. Six cents. No fees, but David. that's sort of separate from what we're talking Why? about. Why? Like greed is separate? Greed's, greed's not what's just all fear? Fear seems to be taking the lead. Well, we have a little greed. Could they have a little normalcy from Wall Street? This is the right time to leave her up. That's what you want, a really bad balance sheet of a company that makes these. This is a, this is a really important thing. By the way, Enrique Lores yesterday I love him. I, I did tell me that they are seeing, <clears throat> anecdotally, he said, increases in PC sales because, because of, of the at-home economy. All right, and so they need maybe to upgrade to have the right video capability on their PCs at home if, in fact, we do move uh, to more people working well, from Well, that's home. Okta. Okta's up big because that's what it does, facilitates. But these are, the needle in the haystack stock market is difficult. Yep. Uh, we've been talking about Facebook, for example, as a, as a tool people would use at right. home, stay-at-home stock. Today, Needham cuts numbers because, in their view, uh, when you're half of global display advertising... That's an easy thing for companies to cut back on. Right. I mean, look, I think there's a lot of decisions that are made, uh, assuming that this is the bubonic plague. I don't think that. The, by the way, uh, plague years, really good. Daniel Defoe. Like Robinson Crusoe. Oh, okay. Journal of the plague year. Got it. Very good, because it puts this in perspective. You want perspective? You have to go back. You have to go back to books that were written that are amazing. You can't look at this stuff. I've got 17 different uh, uh, the, you know, the viral experts all saying different things. I go to the Journal of Plague here and I get a little That is, say, the, little that is part of the problem, Jim, is that there seems to be no consistency, although there are a handful of people who are actually reading the primary material coming out of China. There's and, some good and, stuff out of China. And they're not uh, particularly sanguine. There's nothing to be sanguine about. But uh, look, I'm just saying it seems to be, again, we're not experts, the older and the uh, not well. Yeah, but there are some uh, there are some people who are not in that cohort who are getting sick, very sick uh, and some dying as well. There's no doubt about it. But this is not the flu. Let's say this is not. Okay, so let's say it's three hundred fifty thousand people in America. Let's say it's three hundred fifty thousand people. That's the worst case that I've heard. Right. It's terrible. We'll get through it. It's terrible. Oh, I've heard much larger cases. There's people who think 40 to 70 percent of the U.S. population is going on and die. Yeah, well, do the numbers. I just did the numbers. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, I mean, as we've been saying, uh, it's not the it's not the number of people themselves who are getting sick. It's the measures people are taking to avoid spread. Right. You got states of emergency in three states: California, Maryland, Washington. Schools are closed in Seattle. Uh, 2,700 in quarantine in New York City alone? No. And I, look, I, and I, let me just distinguish my friend uh, David. I am not 
minimizing this. I just no, you have not been all I, along. I've just been read right the numbers I've read so. were three fifty. I, I don't know. Tim, maybe nobody you're right. knows. Well, that's exactly. the problem. However, that's why the people who are going to the primary material that is really the only one available from China and looking at it tell me that uh, it's not it's not a pretty picture. No, it's not. Um, but remember, there's only what three hundred people uh, in the Shanghai region last night. Oh. But China has done things that we can't do in this the country. The totalitarian state they can protect itself. We are not itself. going to, you know, not permitting people to leave their homes except for an hour a day or whatever it might be. It's not simply something that we seem prepared to do in this country to truly stem what might be a nationwide, worldwide outbreak. We're talking about a virus that has gone all over the globe in three months. Journal of the Plague Year. Okay. Just a first perspective. Now, if you're working at J.P. Morgan, you watch your stock go down 30 points, and then you watch your leader have a heart procedure? Uh, do you say, you know what, I want to double down on my position? I no. know. People look at the banks. They look at the energy complex. They yeah, Exxon look had at, a meeting. People hate it. And they say, my, you know, are, these things are going to be, are so cheap at this point. Oh, Eventually so this will pass. And I will be happy that I took a position at this point. They're going to get historically cheaper. Okay. I mean, I you know, here's a, do you so. think the car, let's tell Carnival Cruise. Carnival. They don't like it when you call it cruise. Okay. Wow. I, I don't like it when I take it cruise. Now that stock is it. Let's look at that. That stock's at what? 27. All right. Yield seven. Any faith in that? Royal Caribbean. Any faith? Those are, those are the heart of the storm here. But those are big companies. We're the big companies. Storm. Yeah, they are. And they high. There's 2,000 people per workers and, and, and from all different countries, but they work on these Cruise, cruise ships, they are fabulous generators of jobs. Right. Uh, guys, as you're talking, the president's making some comments. We're going to hear them in a moment as he is signing the $8.3 billion supplemental uh, that passed the Senate yesterday, uh, 96 to 1. He says, uh, expects the markets to bounce back, uh, says the Dow hasn't been that bad, uh, says he'll have dinner with uh, Brazilian leader Bolsonaro at Mar-a-Lago this weekend. He's not going to go to the CDC in Atlanta today, as he had previously planned. Uh, and reiterates that the Fed should cut rates, which, uh, of course, is a big topic of discussion today. Goldman out with a note about what they could do if they get to the, the zero lower bound. zero lower bound. Yeah. Uh, they oh. don't think negative rates are going to happen. They don't think there's they support for it. I, mean, I, hope, I hope not. No, I hope not. That's a sign of tremendous weakness, which we don't want. It's very, very difficult for your banking system. Yes, and very difficult for savers. I mean, the people who are being attacked just by this are also the people who are trying to save. So... Uh, uh, I'm not included in that, but we want is a Manhattan Project to beat this, because it is. It's going to take Manhattan Project. Um, we all know this thing is mutating all the things that you don't want to hear. You need a Manhattan Project. You know what, David? A second ago, I thought I reached for my coffee, but I reached for my 70% isopropyl alcohol wipes by mistake. Thank heavens they got a lid on them. We are in a troubled, troubled position, but if we had... Washington saying, you know what, we are going to get the greatest minds in Alamogordo and we're going to solve this. I would like that. I've right, had but, scientists but there after are, what? There are others who say that we need, that we really want to act as China did. We need to shut down well, things. That, and there's the, an unwillingness to do that given the economic ramifications of doing so. The American way has never been totalitarian, but the American right. way has always been ingenuity. But there are still we lots won. of people getting on planes going all over the place. There well, are still people. I'm not saying that's. I think the and, schools should be shut, but who am I? So I think the virus will potentially spread as a result of that. Thankfully, you do not believe that we can't. Most people will what be we fine. What we do but, in this country yeah. is we take advantage of the great minds, the ingenuity, 
and we win wars, and this is a war. Okay. And we win them, okay. and we will win. We will win. Who are you speaking for there? United States of America. Are you, are you, do you have some sort of official title that I'm unaware of? Are you, are you mustering I'm, the troops here? Maybe I'm, you I'm, should. Hey, my dad was a citizen, and he went to war. What was he? He wasn't a soldier until he was a soldier. I'd like to think that you, we can all play a role in trying to figure out what would do it that would well, encourage. We'll tell you. We are, wash your hands. Well, I know, don't, but, don't, but the, if you if you in the slightest way are sick, don't go out. We the countries that if you focus on a war, the countries that we beat were totalitarian countries, and we did it with ingenuity. Why can't we do it again? That's all I'm saying. I have every single biotech guy that I I talk to because I have them all mad money. By the way, happy fifteenth, David. Happy and, 15th, um, Jim. And, and what I self-congratulatory. It's Matt Money's 15th anniversary yeah, today, and Jim's going to help ring the bell. So important. And, and what I see are people at these companies, they all feel it. I had Sangamo on yesterday. They feel it. They think that they can get the minds together. Len Schleifer. Does that mean in some way that it's going to be faster than the year, year and a half that we continue to hear is truly expected for a real vaccine it's, for this virus? It's not the bubonic plague. We may miss a year. We may miss a year. You heard Dr. Fauci say to the president, stop being so optimistic about the vaccine. This is a man who helped solve AIDS, which, by the way, was supposed to kill millions. Killed way too many. But we beat it. Uh, Fauci was on the Today Show this morning, uh, said that there were some missteps in getting tests out early uh, due to technical issues. But that's being remedied as the CDC uh, gets to work uh, with on a on a heightened level. Meanwhile, the president last night on Fox at this town hall talked about how the coronavirus may impact the economy. We were set to hit 30,000 on the Dow. This is a number that nobody ever even came close to. And already we have the number. And even though it's down 10 or 11 percent, it's still the highest it's ever been by far. Uh, It certainly might have an impact. At the same time, I have to say, People are now staying in the United States, spending their money in the U.S., and I like that. Thank we could have a, a very long-term plan. We hope that doesn't happen, but we're, we have plans for every single possibility, and I think that's what we have to do. We hope it doesn't last too long. We're going to talk to Larry Kudlow in a moment about the jobs number, uh, but also about what, what stimulus is warranted, ex-Fed, in this country. I thought Jason Furman's piece this morning from advisor to President Obama in the op-ed section of the Wall Street Journal was very good about what passed it. You have to put money in people's pockets. A lot of the people who are going to lose their jobs, again, the job number here is very good, are people who work at institutions that are thinly capitalized. And they work hard, and they need something to tide them over until they get back on their feet and find another job in another area of the economy. Does that make me a part of the administration? Is that what you're going to... Oh, I just am trying to listen, like everybody, you try and connect all the dots, understand what's going on in the financial markets and with the virus itself, the likelihood of a recession. Do you, you heard Jeff Gunlock yesterday? Somebody who was always worth listening to. Right. Look, I think you can be. Look, I'm not saying that he is crying wolf. I'm not saying he's chicken little. I am saying it's good to know the negative case and let's try to avoid the negative case, not just say it has to be. I mean, we keep coming back. When I was a little boy, you couldn't go outside. Why? Because of polio. And then Salk solved polio. He wasn't supposed to be able to solve polio. The hell? You're supposed to get polio. And did. That's positive. So you're looking a, for an a, American a, scientist. Without a doubt. You're looking for a Jonas Salk to come around. You and bet I am. Because they happened before. They had a guy named Fauci. 
and it will happen again. But right. it I'm just saying it's a year and a half. Yes, it might. But ingenuity will trump totalitarianism any day of the week. Nobody <laughs> argues that. We're not. A, that's not an <laughs> argument that's going on here. You didn't thought about totalitarianism? No, I'm, not, I'm not saying. Let's get uh, to a break here. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. There's a lot to get to this morning as we take another look here at futures close to session lows. We'll get to AMD, Costco, Starbucks, Twitter, J.P. Morgan, and Diamond's condition, obviously, in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to uh, Squawk on the Street. What a tumultuous week for the markets. We'll get uh, the beginning of our final trading day about 10 minutes from now. Let's get to a mad dash. Costco reported. Yes. Now, Costco reported an astonishing number. Uh, I think you have to use Costco and AMD as a measure of the decline. AMD had a fabulous meeting. But to go back to Costco, you can see that this is a company that has been able to weather pretty much any storm. The thing is, it's so strong, David, that there was actually a question about the balance sheet and whether it would allow them, with the current interest rate environment, to think about a buyback capital structure. How many companies are in that great shape? Rich Galanti, who is the CFO and a genius at finance, did not deny that there could be something. They got a special dividend? Talk about a company that is crushing it. All over the globe, including Shanghai. Including in China, yeah, where they had uh, obviously very strong uh, sales until the, until right. the virus. But they're also a beneficiary here of everybody going out and double digit buying a lot of things. Their biggest problem? Stocking all of the merchandise that they need, double digit all over the place. Of course, they have people working around the clock. They have a tremendous uh, structure of dedicated people. Uh, almost as dedicated, David, as Cliff Mason from Mad Money, who's our writer, and Mark Hoffman, who greenlighted Mad Money, our CEO, chairman, all of whom are here because it's our 15th, and of course, Regina Gilgan, our unbelievable executive producer. Yes, you have an incredible team that I like to pick my people from occasionally. You steal people. Which I that's, appreciate that you let that's me That's your do MO. That. It is. Yeah, you know me. You steal yeah. all of my CEO guests, and I occasionally take a member of your great staff. True. To try uh, but to you help can me go my coach job. my wife, uh, Who's here, oh, Lisa? Lisa yeah, as well. Brian but yeah, no, my got, team is what makes me great group here. <laughs> I am very lucky to have an amazing team and be at an amazing network. Yes. And yeah. I don't want to belabor that on a day when I know people are going to lose money. But no, I am proud okay. of Regina Gilgan, Cliff Mason, Mark Hoffman. Lisa Detweiler who puts up with me during this period. We are proud of you as well and the incredible work that you've done here for so long, Jim. Uh, it is still amazing for me to watch you Thank every you. day coming Thank in you. here and then. Continuing your darn day. Today's just another day. Today's let's just get it. another this day. This is a let's get it done Today's just, today just another day. All right, stick around. we got a lot more squawk on the street, of course. This gentleman to my right will be ringing the opening bell to celebrate that 15 years of mad money. Oh, and don't forget, we're going to open, and it doesn't look good, at least if you're long this market right now. Things can change. Stay with us. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei 
Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world, 15 years of mad money. Jim's going to ring the opening bell in just about six minutes. The president, meantime, has signed the $8.3 billion coronavirus emergency spending package and made some comments as well. Let's take a listen. And uh, something, something, I guess some of you are coming along, I assume. and shipping of tests that we've talked about all week is completely on schedule. 
uh, all of the CDC tests, the tests that are available to, uh, to test up to 75,000 people, CDC has shipped to America's public health labs. Those are out. Uh, then IDT, the private contractor working with CDC to ship to the private sector and hospitals, has already shipped enough tests for 700,000 tests. And the remaining lots are arriving at CDC this morning for quality control and should get out as we forecast this weekend. And then next week we'll keep ramping up production. So as many as 4 million tests uh, next week are going to be driving forward. So everything is on, on schedule for the test. Mr. President, why aren't you going to CDC today? He's actually set me. Uh, you I'm going to go down. You could tell that. Yeah. He we, said, may, we may go. There was, uh, they thought there was a problem uh, at CDC with somebody that had the virus. Uh, it turned out negative, so we're seeing what we can do. But yesterday afternoon, we were informed that there may have been a person with, with, with the virus, and uh, they now find out that that was negative test. They tested the person very fully, and it was a negative test. So uh, I may be going. We're going to see if they can turn it around. With yeah, we may we may be going. I hear Steve, this is for you after covering you so well. Oh, so how, big a, how big a hit to the economy? First time I've ever done that to a reporter. How big a hit to the economy are you expecting? Well, job numbers just came out and they're incredible. The job numbers were tremendous and uh, we picked up close to 80,000 new jobs from last report. And if you add that up, it's over 350,000 jobs. Job numbers just came out a little while ago and uh, they were shocking to the people that were analyzing them. you expect more gyrations in the no, market? I think, I think, you know, a lot of people are staying here and they're going to be doing their business here. They're going to be traveling here and they'll be going to resorts here and, you know, we have a great place. It's where so foreign people come, but we're going to have Americans staying home instead of going and spending their money in other countries. And maybe that's one of the reasons the job numbers are so good. We've had a lot of travel inside the USA. Do you think the Congress or your administration need to take more action to uh, diminish the risk of recession? Well, what we can do is do what we do. I mean, we're getting a lot of business from people staying. In other words, it's always like anyway, you've done that for a long time. Uh, but people are staying here and spending their money here as opposed to going to Europe and other places. That is the president signing an $8.3 billion measure to help tackle the coronavirus outbreak, which has now killed 12 people in the United States and infected more than 200. Of course, the uh, number of cases around the world exceeded 100,000 today for the first time. We're going to get the opening bell in about 30 seconds. We're going to go to Jim, who is actually at the balcony today as Mad Money rings the bell with 15 years to celebrate. Jim, congratulations. Thank you very much. When we started, I was taller than everyone. Let it ring. Tell me when. Let it Sorry, you're absolutely right. Sorry, I had a little joy. No joy allowed. <laughs> Forgot that. Gentlemen, David? Yes? Well, I would have thought, in my honor, you would wear 
a tie. I forgot. You forgot. It's okay. Friday. I don't wear Jim, ties. We I'm pr- we can get oh. the set in the back. Okay. I am proud of both teams, not just one team. But I love you guys. Thank well, you very look much. look up at that camera. We can, we can get the set in the back. Oh, oh I get it. Fantastic. All right, Jim, we are so proud of you, uh, me and David especially, and everything that you have done uh, for investors around the world with this concept that you created uh, 15 years ago at the NASDAQ, by the way. It's LifeSci Acquisition Corp., a blank check company targeting the biopharma and healthcare industries. So we're down 750 to start the day, uh, David. Ten-year did once again crack below 70 basis points, record low 69.2 basis points. Uh, and that's going to be the focus today. As yeah, breath is, uh, we got three S&Pers in the green. Yeah, uh, it's uh, shocking to see the move, of course, down. I think, you know, when we crossed the 1% threshold just a couple of days ago, I think people thought they'd never seen anything like that. In fact, they said that. Jeff Ubbin, who I spoke to, the longtime value investor, activist investor, talking about how it's thrown the ability to actually be a value investor into real question. Well, at 0.70 or 0.693, which I think is our low, 692, even more so, the question then becomes, is this in some way pressure the Fed to potentially act, uh, to catch up to the bond market? Uh, the two-year also, of course, has been setting new records as well. On the positive, as you know, Carl and uh, Diana Olick will certainly tell us, mortgage rates are certain to adjust over time much lower, one would expect. Certainly could see, be seen as one bright spot. But there is some question here about even manipulation in the bond market. Sounds hard to believe, but the liquidity may not quite be what you expect it is, at least according to what I'm hearing. Uh, And um, there are certainly those who benefit from that. As for the impact on stock, we've got uh, the S&P down over 2.6% right now. And as you just said, Carl, it's hard to find any green on my screen at this point. Uh, Indeed. Uh, Got the VIX once again uh, approaching 48, uh, which is going to be a focus as well today. Interesting, there's been a few calls out. Um, J.P. Morgan uh, says the effects of of COVID-19 are going to be large, in their words, but temporary, and that once it subsides, the fiscal and monetary uh, response, David, will will last. It's not going to get yanked back at the last minute. And as a result, they are overweighting equities and uh, underweighting bonds. There is this belief that, again, that, of course, and as we all hope, this will pass and pass relatively quickly. And then we will be left with a landscape that looks very different in terms of rates even lower than we'd ever anticipated. Hard to imagine if you'd had an economy that's adding as many jobs as we just reported this morning, you would have rates anywhere near where they are. But this is in anticipation of what we know is going to be a potentially severe slowdown overall in activity. But I think there's another question, which is when you do have a recession, which seems more likely certainly than it did even a week, two weeks, three weeks ago, you know, what do you find out? It's that old Warren Buffett line. When the tide goes in, you find out who's actually swimming naked. Uh, and so what do you uncover that you were not aware of and what impact does that have, I think is a key question many people in the financial markets are also asking and worrying about. Not that we're going to have a financial crisis necessarily, anything like we did in 2008, uh, but there is sort of concern, you know, that we will find some real weak spots that we're not anticipating at this point. Yeah. Uh, Baycrest has done some work this morning. Uh, if we close down more than 2.8 percent, Um, you're looking at a pattern that you have not seen since 87. Uh, Five consecutive daily moves of 2.8 or more. Hasn't happened since October of 87. Even in the tech bubble, Jim, even in 08, we never saw five days, consecutive days, with those kinds of moves. Mark was very broken in 1987. 
Uh, remember the uh, week before uh, uh, Black Monday was one of the worst weeks ever. Uh, there was no liquidity, and there was no liquidity because of uh, portfolio insurance. Uh, the market had been up, obviously, sold at 29, uh, 29 PE in March of that year. Uh, went that all the way down to 13 PE. Uh, David, you mentioned manipulation. There was not manipulation, but uh, just inability of institutions to be able to handle sell orders. That was at the heart, because remember, there was no recession whatsoever. You're talking 1987 when when Carl's talking about the last time that we had something like this. And uh, to me, if you are, most of the people have now become 60 percent of people are now index people. There are stocks right now that I would buy. I know that that's uh, said with great trepidation because you don't know what money's going to be like. But as Warren Buffett said, when the Dow was at at 8,000, it could go lower. Uh, But there were some buys. What were interest rates in 1987? Seven. And and what was market structure like? Right. Yeah. Well, you couldn't. I was in cash for 87 because of Karen Kramer, uh, which was a remarkable moment for me. But we then we had well, we were short J&J, which is an unbelievable company. How stupid that was. But we ended up making about 100 percent. It was puts. Uh, And I think that right now I look at things like Costco, which I just talked about. And I say, you know what? Do I want to start buying Costco? You know, what? Okay. I'm willing. Well, I, you, can't, you can't get into Costco. Look at what Lisa Sue has done with Advanced Micro. That stock is up. JPM, yeah, JP Morgan ups BJ's wholesale to its focus list today. So there's pockets of anticipated strength. Absolutely. So let's just not give up all hope. Uh, the virus volatility, of course, continues to weigh on the street. The president said last night that he hopes it won't have a long-term economic impact, but said they have, quote, plans for every single possibility. Who better to talk about that and the jobs number than the National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow, who joins us from Washington. Larry, good morning. Good to see you. Thank you, Carl. appreciate it very much. Let's start with the jobs number. Uh, it's a good one, as we know, 273. We've been talking to the, de- the desk this morning about how relevant it is, given what we appear to be heading into. What do you think? Well, I think it's very relevant. Look, this is a gigantic number. And 273, by the way, plus uh, 85,000 jobs in the prior two months in an upward revision. So the total is 358,000. And that's a gigantic number. So my point here is that we have argued, I believe, the economy is fundamentally sound, even getting stronger through the winter months, excluding the virus problem. We'll talk about it in a moment. But we're coming in with a strong economic growth base across the board, jobs and employment and wages and even some improvement in uh, manufacturing, tremendous improvement in housing. Let's not forget low interest rates uh, will be a positive going forward. All I'm saying is, Carl, we know that future growth is going to slow down, certainly in certain sectors. Uh, We get that. But coming in with a strong base like this gives, I think, should give us much more confidence about what the future holds in relation to the human tragedy side, which, of course, is the coronavirus. I've argued, and I will continue to argue, economic problems are going to be temporary and short-lived. The virus is not going to last forever. Human side, a lot of difficulties there. I get that. I understand that. But still, we have a strong economic base. And to be honest with you, our pro-growth supply-side policies from President Trump are working. Well, let me ask you, uh, first of all, Larry, thank you so much for coming on again, always being faithful. 
there's a piece today by Jason Furman, and I know you know him, and I know him, and he's a smart fellow, and he's saying yeah. Congress should send yeah. you $1,000, another $500 for each of your children as soon as possible, talking about multiple $350 billion, panic or intelligence. Well, look, uh, Jason is a longtime friend and a very smart fellow. Uh, I don't agree with his point of view. I don't think we should just be throwing money and throwing cash in these short-term rebates kind of models that have never really worked in the past. And by the way, uh, we, we don't even know. I mean, let me come back to this. Can we possibly do this, Jimmy, fact by fact, day by day? Because we don't know what the magnitude of the economy might be in terms of a slowdown. We don't actually know uh, what the magnitude of the virus is going to be, although, frankly, so far, it looks relatively contained. And we don't think most people, I mean, the vast majority of Americans are not at risk for this virus. But in terms of what uh, my friend Jason Furman said, look, NEC and Treasury, Steve Mnuchin and I, and staffs have been talking about this, and we would prefer a targeted approach, a rather micro approach, if you understand. Let's think about individuals who might lose paychecks because they had to stay home if they get the virus. Uh, let's think about small businesses that might get hurt by this. Perhaps we would look at some sectors. I know you all talked about airlines. We met with the airline executives a couple days ago in the Oval. We would like to be targeted and timely, Jimmy, not the gigantic macroeconomic fix. I, I think that's the issue. And we really have to wait for more information almost on a day-by-day -day basis uh, before we can take action. One quick fast point, Jim. I don't mean to filibuster here, but um, John Taylor was on from Stanford University. Uh, earlier on your network, and he made a very good point. Let's not forget, we have automatic stabilizers in the budget. Okay, if the unemployment rate should go up, and right now it's still 3.5%, 50-year low, but if it does go up, uh, unemployment insurance, food stamps, various welfare-related programs, those are automatic. You don't have to go for additional appropriations. So I just don't want to panic. I don't want to panic on the economy, which looks sound. I don't want to panic on the virus, which, frankly, uh, most, most, most Americans are not at risk. And I don't want to panic on policy measures. Let's try to be calm and not overreact. And, Larry, it's David. I certainly understand that. But, you know, it, it depends who you talk to. As you point out, of course, it's very difficult to know everything at this point. There's so many open-ended questions. But when I speak to people who are reviewing the primary data and material that's available from China, where, of course, the outbreak has been by far the worst, they're not particularly sanguine on the U.S. response at this point. They tell me, in fact, if we wanted to actually contain the virus, we would need to do what China has done. We seem unwilling to do that for any number of reasons, including the impact it would have on our economy. Uh, and I wonder, does the administration take that into account? Are there simply things you're unwilling to do that perhaps should be done to truly contain this virus? Which, by the way, many people say, Larry, it's very hard to say whether it really is in any way contained or whether we are not all at risk. Well, um, I'm not sure where you're going on that. Look, immediately in January, against the advice of a lot of health professionals, President Trump 
uh, automatically put on travel bans with respect to China. And then we instituted quarantines uh, for the people, Americans coming back from China and uh, foreign nationals. Uh, we have screening procedures set up everywhere. We know there's problems in northern Italy. We know there's problems in South Korea. We know this thing is spreading a bit in Europe. We get that. So that's why we're setting up screening procedures. Uh, we have a tra travel advisories for a lot of these places. So, look, we took... <laughs> President jumped out fast, took very bold steps. As I said, in some cases, overriding the advice of some of his advisors now. The, my reading, and this is very difficult, David, and if you disagree, I respect that. The numbers coming out of China appear to be easing, quite substantially yes. easing. The, uh, you know, the ratio of people who are catching the virus and the volumes come way down. In fact, everything's come way down. There is also reports from China. And again, the numbers out of China, we always have to question that. I understand, Lord knows, but I'm just saying... It looks like people are returning to work. It looks like factories are starting to reopen. We've had people like Tim Cook and Starbucks and others say that. Uh, I don't want to uh, bet the ranch on it. All I'm saying is the numbers we have look to be improving in China. Most of the problem now, the accelerations are outside of China, and we're keeping a close watch on that. We've got some issues here with respect to the cruise ship and the nursing home and all that. But, David, we're doing everything we can do. we got the test kits now out in huge size. Millions of people are going to be tested. Folks should not run around grabbing uh, these masks because that should be for the professional health care people. The masks themselves don't really work for individuals. And he here's the other thing. You know, I talked to Tony Fauci. I've known him many years. I think he's an extremely capable guy. If you get it, if you get it, 80% come out of it with no problem. Now, pre-existing conditions, yeah, you've been very cautious. Um, elderly people, you know we had the problems in some of these um, uh, senior assistance uh, homes. Those things you have to exercise common sense stay away as much as you can. But for most people, for most people, if you're healthy, you should go to work. Go about your business. That's our advice. And even regarding transportation, you know, which may be hit, the airlines, they were very calm about it, but they're in trouble in some of their numbers. Look, domestic flight, for the most part, is in good shape. And if you stay away from some of the travel warning countries, international flight Likewise, so I don't want to downplay anything. We worry about the effect on human beings, for heaven's sake. But I'm just saying, let's not overreact. Yeah. In many ways, I hear that, Larry, America but a should lot of the, stay at work. We should stay at work. Health professions that I speak to, Scott Gottlieb, the former FDA commissioner, would say very different things, in particular about Seattle and about the government response that needs to actually take place and how we need to be a lot more formidable in our response. And the statements like well, the ones you just Scott's made are guy. actually encouraging people Scott's to do things guy. that they shouldn't and that will actually cause the spread of the virus as opposed to it stopping. Well, I don't, that's not what I, look, Scott Golley is a brilliant guy and he's a friend of mine. Uh, with respect to Seattle, all right, that would be a place you would avoid for now. And Gavin Newsom, Governor Newsom, declaring a California emergency state, especially Northern California. I understand that. Avoid it. 
exercise common sense. But the rest of the country is not suffering from those kinds of breakouts, at least not yet. I don't want to suggest it might not occur in the future. We're just trying to do this a day at a time, uh, a fact at a time, if you will. And really, the overriding numbers, most Americans are not at risk. And as I say, 80% of Americans, if you get the infection, are going to come out just fine. Some people have it and don't even know it because they get through it in a week or two. And I guess one last point, we had the biotech and pharma companies uh, in with the president in the cabinet room a couple of days ago. They're talking about therapies, medicine, coming out this spring or early summer. So these are all positive developments. I, I, I don't want to reduce the, the importance of this story, but I'm just saying with common sense backed up by some of the statistics, I would say if you're healthy, if you're on the younger side particularly, you should go about your business and not be afraid. So others may disagree, and I understand that. I'm respectful of their views, but that's the way I see it. Right, Larry, I, I know that I, I feel personally it doesn't mean that schools should close. My school district just closed. I get that. But I want to ask you something. When we were not, you and I were partners, we used to try to think as big as possible. I want to ask you, wouldn't you right now agree with me that if we could have a Manhattan Project for this, give some billion dollars to the brilliant people in our country and say, solve this, that that's better than the totalitarian, totalitarian way that the Chinese are solving their problems? Yes. Absolutely, Jim. I'm going to take some water. My mouth is dry. Sorry. We're going along, and I'd love to go along with you, but I need a but little you water. But you know, now, Larry, we have, um, we have ingenious people, but are they getting together and doing right. the things that you and they're talking? How about we put them in yes. a place and solve this, Larry? Uh, you're spot on, Jimmy. Um, you know, both the thought, the action, and the spirit. Look at we had these pharma and biotech companies in, I don't know, Wednesday or Tuesday, I don't recall. It's been a long week. But this, they talked among themselves. They're coordinating and cooperating among themselves. Some remarkable developments are happening from the private sector. You're right. Not the government. It's private sector. Um, therapies will be available late this spring, summer. At medicine, in other words. That's terrific. They're beginning the experimental stages of the vaccine testing. That's going to take longer, perhaps a year, year and a half. But to your point, this is being done not by state edict, as in China, not by closing down every city in the country, uh, which China did at least temporarily. Maybe they had to. I don't I don't want to go there. But it's being done by the American private sector with our technology, which is the best in the world. And again, the president laid down immediately, you know, travel restrictions, travel bans and quarantines to deal with the worst part of this thing and try to keep it as contained as best as possible. I just think the private sector is going to solve this disease as they have, Jimmy, in the past, as you well know. That is what Americans do. This is true not just for this uh, coronavirus. This is true for all manners of technology breakthroughs artificial intelligence, quantum computing, 5G infrastructures and the like. We are the world's leading technology. We are a free country that believes in free enterprise. President Trump in his Davos 
call it the American model of enterprise, Jimmy. And, you know, you can boil that down. Tax cuts and deregulation, sure, terrific stuff, better trade deals. There's, there's an export boom coming once this virus dies down later in the year. But most of all, we believe success and entrepreneurship should be rewarded, not penalized. And uh, that's what drives these incentives for these great companies. Uh, Larry, it won't surprise you to know that there's been some frustration uh, with comments you've made, uh, largely on our air, one that the virus uh, was almost airtight in terms of containment. The other was that y Americans, you said, should consider buying the dip in stocks. That was 9% ago. Are you going to refrain from making comments like that in the future? Uh, I don't know. Are you asking me a question on that? I guess, will you say <laughs> that again? Should Americans buy the dip now? Yes. Yes. Well, look. I, didn't time, I, I don't do timing, but I will say this. Because of my belief that the American economy is sound, and actually during the past three years under President Trump, the American economy has improved. That is my view. I am an optimist. I think when you have these corrections in the market, I, I don't know what we're down, the latest quote is, it was got down to 13%. A correction from the peak. I'm not sure where it is exactly now. Yes, I would say, as I, I will repeat my view, Carl, long-term investors should think seriously about buying these dips. That is my view. I will repeat that. If I'm not mistaken on your network, a uh, pretty distinguished investor named Warren Buffett said the same thing. And I think other cool heads are saying that I want to be combat this. So, yes, I'll repeat that. It's not a timing call. I'm not a tactical guy. Jimmy Kramer is, uh, you know, the best. He's the stock encyclopedia. <laughs> but I would just say long, <laughs> long run investors, long run, long run investors. Absolutely. And, Carl, regarding the containment issue, I will still argue to you that this is contained. I must, it, it can't be airtight. We are, you know, you look at the numbers here, and I know there are things in front of us. You know, yep. by itself, more testing is going to uncover more cases. But in yes. a relative sense, relative to our population, relative to ordinary flus, um, I don't want to downgrade this thing. This can be human tragedy for individuals who suffer or Lord knows who die. I've said that from day one, but... I think it is relatively contained. Yes, I do. It's I'm not a, stay with that Larry, it's, 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 it's much more serious than the flu, as you know, and it's a virus that's spread all over the globe in the space of about three months. So it is certainly something that uh, seems to avoid containment to some extent. My question, though, is about the economy. To some, we talked, to some, I think, to some extent. Yeah, to some extent. I, I, again, I want to stay with this. What the president said, what the vice president said, what our top experts say from CDC and elsewhere are really, the, these are the career health guys who are very good at this. All right. National infection risk is low. Average Americans should go about their business because the infection risk is low. There are exceptions, right. guidelines, right. as I say, elderly people, yes. Uh, you know, nursing homes, uh, assisted living homes, I understand that. You have to exercise common sense. Washing your hands 15 times a day, you know, using Kleenex when you cough and sneeze, just common sense stuff. But they've been covered. Of Eighty percent um, of the people who get this infection come out just fine. So I, I, I don't know what adjective you want to use, but I still think it's, you know, we, we have this pretty well in hand.
finally, Larry, economic activity certainly has slowed. Do you think the likelihood of a recession has increased dramatically? David, where has it slowed? Well, I can judge from the way that corporations are not sending people to go to meetings, that conferences are being uh, canceled all over the place, that people are not going to school, not potentially going out as much as they might. Um, corporate travel restrictions. Yeah, corporate travel restrictions. I mean, things of that nature will have and take a toll over time. All right. I accept that. I accept all those points. But, but look, you just had a remarkable jobs number with revisions, about 350,000, 350. Unemployment is 3.5%. You're actually seeing pickups in wages from this report. Manufacturing, construction, housing has been in a boom. Low interest rates, by the way, will uh, help a good deal over time. Uh, I don't deny what you said, and I, I know events are being canceled. And I wish they wouldn't be canceled because I think there may be overreaction in certain cases. As I say, I, I still think healthy people should go about their business. So I, I don't want to say the future, to use Donald Rumsfeld's phrase, we have known unknowns. That's the future. That's the future, the contagion future uh, and matters related to that. I think economic growth in the next quarter will slow as a result of this. I acknowledge we have seen some modest uh, disturbances in supply chain uh, deliveries. I acknowledge that, although in general the ISMs look okay. I think we are in a very healthy economic position. We are going to see a slowdown. You are right about uh, airline travel and conferences and related matters, but I don't think this is recessionary. And I don't think this is going to be catastrophic. I think, you know, strong economies will recover. And, and look, unlike the, unlike the financial crisis uh, and related matters, th this, one's, this one's not forever. This is going to run out of steam. It's not going to go on forever. And it's especially important that we get these remedies and therapies coming up. That's what the report from the biotech guys. So, um, yes, economic slowdown, yes, we expect that. More cases of contagion, yes, we expect that. But I think people should not overreact. Larry, uh, we appreciate your time as always, uh, especially on, on days like today. We'll talk to you soon. Larry Kudlow, uh, National Economic Council Director. Thanks, uh, there's a reason why he's on the cover of Business Week uh, with the title The Optimist, Jim. Right. Well, he is, and he's always been, and I think that there's room for optimism. Room for it. I think that a lot of the questions that David raised are front and center with why the interest rates are where they are and what we hear on the ground, which is that there are too many things being canceled for, for us to be able to be uh, not sanguine, not sanguine, but, but not to be concerned. I don't want to use the term worry because no one ever was able to create uh, anything positive or worry. We do have things. We want to try everything in hand. We want a monoclonal approach. That's what Regeneron's doing with Len Schleifer. And then we want vaccines for longer term. This three-part thing. Uh, I've been calling for more money to be sent to public health, more money to be sent to try to solve this, uh, more than, than necessarily economic. But I understand. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Big anniversary show tonight. Yeah, you know what? I think it's about the viewers, as always. And I'd like to celebrate, but we can do that some other time. Uh, we got things to do.
Congratulations again, Thank Jim. You. Uh, Thank you. We're so proud of you. Uh, Mad Money celebrating 15 years. Uh, Splunk and Elevest uh, tonight. Yes, International Women's. On That's Sunday. right. Very good. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.